Okay, hi everyone. How are we doing this week? Welcome back to Let's Talk Health with Mari. Um, today I'm going to be talking about intuitive eating, which is... Um, oh, by the way, I think people liked this last week's podcast, which I'm very happy about. So, yeah, I'm probably going to do a few of each. There's no real crazy structure. I'm not really um, going too crazy with it, but I'm just, I hope you enjoy these anyway. But today I'm going to be talking about intuitive eating and this has kind of been inspired by the new book that's came out, I don't know if anyone's seen it, Food Isn't Medicine by Dr. Joshua Walrick, I think that's how, how you say his name. But that was, that was inter- <laughs> interesting type of um, book that's, that's came out and he is a doctor but he's doing a master's right now in, in nutrition so you know he has something to say on the matter um but he kind of i have not read i've only read a very small amount of it i'm in the middle of reading it but it just got me thinking about intuitive eating and intuitive eating is if you don't know what it is it's basically a way of life a way of eating that is just listening to the body's hunger signals so it's kind of it's the opposite of a traditional diet and it's not a diet really at all it's basically where you when you feel hungry you eat and what what you're hungry for is what you eat so say if you wanted anything doesn't matter chocolate fruit vegetables crisps like it could be literally anything um, and it's okay to eat that you know there's no guidelines what to eat when to eat or when like anything like that it's literally just listening to your body's hunger signals and when you're full you stop it's the whole point is in when you're full you don't continue to eat because a lot of people do do that on like without noticing it's basically just listening to your body in a deep level which I do agree with I do agree with a lot of it but a lot of it I also don't agree with I kind of want to talk about it today um but I do think it's a really good tool I do I do I don't totally disagree with the concept but there's a few things that need to be considered just just with everything but it's been inspired by that by that book, that new book. I'm going to read it all. Just it's kind of like it's basically what I agree with, but also really not at the same time. What he's trying to say. So yeah, but I've not read it yet, so I can't talk about it. But the title I'm, I don't love, but we'll see what we'll see what he kind of goes on about there. But um, yeah, I, I do I do agree. Like food isn't medicine. With that, that um, that just that one saying is is flawed in many ways and you can't just kind of say if food is, medi- is, me- is medicine um, but that's for another topic I'll maybe do a podcast about the book when I've read it because it's quite a controversial one and it's interesting so yeah I'm going to be talking about intuitive eating um, so I think it's really good it's, it's not I think it's most commonly used for eating disorder recovery um, and this is a great thing for eating disorder recovery I think I don't I'm not sure if it's used in a clinical setting, but a lot of people use it to recover from their um, eating disorders or disordered eating. And it's a great tool for that because, well, you know, you can eat when you want, whatever you want, um, and how much is, and how much and how little you want, which is completely opposite of a traditional diet, which is, well, curing, you know, the issues with eating disorders and making people feel more comfortable around food and eating and, and not seeing it in such a scary way where they're going to put on loads of weight um, and things like that so it's a great thing for um, intuitive eating intuitive eating is a great thing for um, what's the word <laughs> eating disorder recovery I think it's fantastic for that and I think it's a really good thing for bringing people back to 
a good, healthy um, relationship with food. I think that's one of the most important things, you know, if you have a really unhealthy relationship with food, or you have an eating disorder, or you feel that you might have a problematic relationship with food, intuitive eating is something that is worth looking at. Um, and I, I do think that because, you know, it, your mental health is, your mental health and your happiness is the most important thing always. So, yeah, if you're if you're struggling with that, I would I would recommend doing that. And I do agree. I think you should always listen to your body when it comes to food or putting anything in or out of your body. I think 100% it's a good thing. It's an it's important thing to listen to. You shouldn't just eat for the sake of eating. You also shouldn't restrict for the sake of like losing weight that's not necessary and, and all those things. So I do there's a lot of merit behind it, but there's a few things that I don't really agree with. And the first of it being is that I don't know if it's necessarily it's tailored towards physical health. Um, I think it's definitely more a mental health type of approach to food, which is a very important thing. You know, a, a mental health approach to food is important if you're struggling with that. But it doesn't, I don't think it, like if I look at the concepts of it, and this is my, all of this podcast is totally my opinion, you know, there's no right or wrong when it comes to eating and what makes you feel good. So this is just my opinion, but you know, it doesn't really make sense to me that it is catered towards physical health. And I think it should, diets, not diets, but as in the word that diet means is just what you consume, should be um, tailored towards physical and mental health, you know. And due to the nature of intuitive eating and the fact that it's, um, you eat what you feel like whenever you want um, and how much until you're full, that means that if you don't ever want to eat a vegetable, then you don't, right? you know, and forcing yourself to eat something that you wouldn't necessarily want to eat um, is kind of going against the intuitive eating um, idea. So I, I kind of struggle with it in that way that, you know, that you, I like it for the mental health side and I think it's a really great tool, but at the same time, it doesn't really make sense for physical health. And I, I personally don't think that, you know, um, really great mental health can be achieved with a, with a terrible diet but that is my opinion I just think it's I think it's when you're putting things into your body that don't make your brain healthy how can your brain then function you know but that's well, again that's my opinion um but yeah and there's the concept of food for one if we look at it in that way food was um food was a a <laughs> I'm trying to say food is fuel really if you look at it from the very basic biological standpoint of food okay it is it is invented it exists for our consumption for nutrition and to keep us alive okay but for today in today's day and age you know food is more happiness and social aspect to it is more um, part of our society, a part of giving love to people, apart from receiving love from people, apart. It's such it's, it's developed in such a multifaceted thing, and um, <clears throat> food is not just fuel anymore. You know, it is like a, um, it's some this crazy like concept that people use for, like for nutrition, for fuel, for social aspects, for relationship with others for in everything we do in friends in um we you know we consume it every single day it is crazy how food has seeped into every single part of society oh, sorry um so 
yeah, it's really interesting that, you know, food is, de- is developed in that way. So intuitive eating to me, is it, is it food for fuel or is it food for happiness? And that is a, that's a problematic thing as well because we shouldn't be eating to be happy, you know? Eating should be uh, for nutrition, for obviously for to, because it tastes good and because you want to eat it. But it shouldn't be, food should not make you happy. It should not be the source of your happiness. Anything that, ha- any type of happiness or, um, you know, external sort of seeking of pleasure is is normally some sort of complicated issue because you know we can only ourselves can only make us happy not a substance or a person so I I don't I don't really I'm not an I'm not an intuitive eating like counsellor or whatever so I'm not really uh I don't really know exactly the answer to these questions but I do know a, a reasonable amount about intuitive eating and I do know that that is kind of a blurred line as in you know happiness you just eat because it makes you happy because you know you want to eat that so you eat it or food for fuels and like we need food for nutrition for our survival for our health you know i don't the the lines are a bit blurred there and also again we've got sugar and fat addiction and this is interesting as well because you know sugar and fat addiction um isn't approved isn't a, isn't approved topic it's not it's not factual and I want to stress that as well like when I talk about refined sugar addiction and um toxic fat addiction and stuff like that there is research but it's not proven it's not a socially accepted concept it's not um even a scientifically accepted concept there's not enough research yet but in my personal opinion I do believe that refined sugar is addictive and um toxic fats can be addictive as well there's more than enough research to suggest that um in my opinion also um you can see it within yourself you just need to ask yourself these questions but it doesn't take intuitive eating doesn't take that into account the fact that that some foods may be addictive and have addictive properties because you know as soon as you become addicted to something how can your brain then send reliable signals to your body to consume what it needs you know and I don't I actually personally don't think in today's day and age that that we can rely on our body's hunger sig- signals with absolute certainty because of the things like refined sugar addiction fat addiction because of how much processed food and how much we use food for escapisms or for happiness for food for comfort eating disorders you know how can we trust that our bodies are sending us the right hunger signals to eat when majority of us are overweight or obese and that's something that um, Joshua was talking about as well the Joshua Walrick in this book food isn't medicine is we all know we all know that the BMI scale is, is incredibly unreliable yet it's seeped into our um our culture and our society and in health and medicine it's the the baseline of understanding someone's weight and therefore how healthy they are and there you know that is incredibly flawed you know that's not something that um I haven't been aware of but he was kind of talking that, uh, you know, calling people overweight or obese or healthy weight or unhealthy weight is a problematic thing in itself and that we shouldn't, um, you know, we shouldn't call people that, we shouldn't label that in, in a category in, um, in order to determine someone's um, health because weight is not the only important thing when, when considering someone's health. Just because someone is in an obese category, you know, for them, every, health is subjective, it's such a multi-dimensional, multifaceted thing. And that we cannot, we cannot put people into categories in you know a huge category, and expect you know it all to have the same results on on different people. So you know the BMI and calling people overweight and obese 
is um, not very helpful, really. And it, it kind of shames people and there's so much um, stigma around obese and, and overweight that um, people, you know, they, you know, it's, it's not helpful. It's not a helpful thing, really. It just shames people and um, stigmatises groups of the population. Um, and it, it's not helpful for anyone's mental health at all. But I do also think that, you know, for, for simplicity and for the fact that the population most of the population is at an unhealthy weight um, you know there's not really much other way to describe it um, that you know we have to we have to refer to that in some in some way and we have to acknowledge that in some way because it is so important and um, it's it's crazy because you know we kind of there's a huge stigma around weight and, and excess fat and all this but you know and there is there is it's such a complicated topic you know and um, it's very much dependent on um, the weight that you carry, where it's stored, um, and you know what that's doing to your body. I'm going to do a podcast on that because it's interesting. Um, but weight weight doesn't always necessarily mean a bad thing. Let me just put it that way. And very subjective to who you are, age, sex, everything. It is so subjective to so many different things: your lifestyle, your socioeconomic status. Everything is impacted by you it's so subjective so that is why the like the total argument for bmi and it's so stupid and it, and it is stupid bmi is a stupid calculation um, and it's really based on nothing valuable so if you hate your bmi like statistic or whatever just know that it is a load of sh- <laughs> it's just so stupid it's so bad the bmi um idea so don't worry about the bmi statistic it's it's so dependent and it's like literally only slightly reliable if you're like a 70 kilogram male that <laughs> that was born thousands of years ago. So moving on from being my intuitive eating, I think, I think it's useful and I think it's, it's interesting and I think, you know, applying intuitive, intuitive eating to your everyday life is, is a good thing to do, but I think there, it has a, a lot of limitations and I don't think it can be totally relied upon. You know, if people, some people don't like vegetables and fruit and, you know, things like that. Vegetables and fruit are so important for your health, right? And, um, you know, if you don't like the taste of these things, then therefore, if you followed intuitive eating, then you wouldn't eat them. And that's a big problem. That's a huge problem for our health. But, you know, it's it's an interest, it's interesting, it's, it's a really interesting concept because I think we should listen to our bodies, listen to what they have to say always if some type of like tips like and practical practical um advancements that you can kind of take into your life is that you should always listen to your body especially like the full part because i've struggled with this my whole life it's like i don't feel full unless i'm like you know like absolutely like oh my god i'm so full do you know what i mean and that's like really strange we should only really eat until we're like 80 percent full you know, you shouldn't feel really, like, bogged down and bloated and, like, you need to go have, like, sleep after. You shouldn't feel like that after food ever, you know? So, wh- why are we, like, why we have this huge uh, culture of overeating and feeling excessively full to stop eating? I think that's a, a really good message we can all take from the idea of intuitive eating is that stop eating <laughs> when you're full, you know? You know when you're full, but you just continue eating. It's like a, it's a strange concept and it's it's like food for comfort type of thing. So that is one lesson that I definitely think is very valuable is just to 
listen to your body and listen to what it's telling you. When it's full, it's full. Don't keep eating. And it's something I've honestly had to work on for a long time to understand. And it's I'm only really now getting to grips with the fact of it. And it's so much better. I don't feel like horribly weighted down after food and things like that. And it's, you know, it's this much better way of living when you just don't need to consume that much food in one go. But don't don't stop eating if you're still hungry. Just listen to your body. And when you feel full, you know, that's it. You don't need to eat, eat anymore. But I'm sure a lot of people have got that. Maybe maybe it's just me. I'm just weird. Um, yeah, I think that's a really great thing. I think you should always respect what you are what you feel you want to eat as well don't eat something complete opposite of what you're feeling like you know look at your fridge and look at your fridge look at whatever type of food you've got and decide what sounds good to you but also you know understand that you need to eat food that's going to benefit your health like vegetables and fruit so and you know add these foods to the meals that you would want to have you know so have the food that you do want to have but then make sure you're having a big portion of vegetables as well, you know, or, you know, that's, that is my kind of ideal of intuitive eating, I don't, I think that is a better way to go about it, so you're ensuring that you are eating food that's going to benefit your health, but also, um, honouring your body, honouring, honouring your food choices, honouring what you want to eat, and I think, yeah, I think that's a good thing, and always remember that you don't, like, have to, you don't, you don't have to eat the way that, like, Instagram tells you to eat or, like, um, you know, the perfect type of plate every single meal. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get he- healthy food and they don't all look Instagram-worthy. So, you know, just eat what makes you feel good and eat things that are going to provide nutrition and, 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 you know, health for you. I think I think that's a part of self-love and a part of loving who you are and caring for who you are um, instead of eating just whatever the hell you want whenever you feel like it you know that's what majority of people do today and that's why majority of people are, are unhealthy weight and un- unhealthy and dying from chronic disease so don't just I think well you know it's, it's totally your, opin- your opinion and whatever you do is totally up to you but just like an idea for it is that half of your plate should be kind of vegetables or fruit type of thing and then the other half you know you can eat something that you you fancy, something that you're craving. And that is a good way to look at things. Um, definitely in starting off as well, if you're trying to be healthier, definitely just add, 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 add vegetables. Add vegetables, add fruit to things. Don't remove, take away, start by adding. Um, but you can, there's a few podcasts I have about that type of thing that you can listen to. But yeah, just a, just a little short podcast today, just to talk about that, because it was on my mind and I wanted to talk about it and I wanted to I've not actually ever wrote, I've not even ever wrote a blog post about um, intuitive eating and I find it an interesting topic but I just don't fully agree with the, the whole concept but I also do really really think the concept is good as well. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, it's nice and short. I think people like short and people like long so I'm just going with like the two different things. But yeah, I really hope you enjoy this podcast, I really hope you had a good week and I will see you next week. Bye!